Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Young Justice, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Sarah Potter, and today I'm joined by Beatrice Murad. Hi. Dylan Heisen. Hello. Uh, so today we'll be discussing the next, like the first three episodes of Young Justice season three that happen in the second half. So this is like the mid-season premiere, episodes 14, 15, and 16. Uh, you can find, but before that, you can find more about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at overlyanimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at youtube.com slash overlyanimated. So with that said, let's just get right into this. Uh, these three episodes, Influence, Leverage, and Illusion of Control. Uh, I guess just um, we'll start with like general feelings with these episodes. Um, I guess we'll start with Beatrice. We'll start with you. No, on a... no, don't do that. Let's not. Let's start with Dylan. Right. We'll start with... <laughs> let's start with Dylan, Ed. Dylan, okay. how would you feel about these episodes in general? In general, I quite enjoyed these three episodes. Um, I know we have uh, very, a lot of varying takes on Young Justice on this podcast, um, and I'm usually not on because I'm really not like an expert on the show or an expert on the DC or anything, so I just want to say I'm very much a Young Justice casual. I'm not going to know anyone's name, so forgive me in advance. I really don't barely know anyone's names on the show. Um, but when the show came back this year... In January, I was like pretty blown away. Honestly, I thought it was like uh, it's just like action, 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 uh, really plot heavy. A lot of stuff happening. I thought half of the episodes in the first half were like really good. And I thought these three were um, not necessarily quite as good as some of the best of part one. Um, but I did like them overall. I really like influenced the first episode the most. I think that's a really good episode. And the other two are also good and fun. And I just like enjoy watching this, this show a lot. A lot's happening. There's a million characters per episode. And they have certainly not dialed that back in these three episodes. Um, is you know, is it hard? It's probably a little hard to, I mean, like, I think it's hard to know who everyone is in the show, but it's not hard to follow what's happening. I think they do a really good job with that. Um, so yeah, I overall did enjoy these episodes. Interested to hear the other takes though. Yeah. I think it's a pretty normal, like a pretty, uh, I don't think there's a lot of variety in the take that there's too many characters, like a lot of characters, maybe not too many, but there's a lot. And it's really hard to keep track. Like there's definitely scenes in this, in these episodes where I'm like, who is that again? And I don't think that's very uncommon. Beatrice, uh, would you like to air your grievances now? I mean, it look, and this is, I, I want to just first start by saying, I, it doesn't matter how familiar you are with DC in this universe. Poor story- storytelling is poor storytelling. It's just bad. It's just, it doesn't matter how familiar you are. You have to be able to follow, like, you can walk into things and be able to follow a story and be able to get invested in characters. Maybe you don't know all the names, but you're, you, you care about certain people. You recognize certain faces. And it's just, since the beginning of this season, I just do not understand the direction and point that these, like every decision that these writers have made, certain dialogue choices that I'm just like, did you really just say this? Like why it's just so awkward? I just, I've rarely come across a animated show where, or at least a season, that's just so poor in comparison to every previous season. The, the, the quality is just so low. The bar is so low. Like, I left the previous batch thinking, you know, it can't get worse. It can't get worse. Well, and then it got worse. And I just can't. 
Like Future, Features, it's, it's so it's so interesting to me because I think this is the best season of Young Justice. Like to I, me, this works better than the previous two seasons. You know, that's I am so jealous of you. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I wish I had your eyes. I wish uh, I I had your brain and 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 I am missing that cog that makes everything in my brain just fit and fall into place where I can enjoy the show and not look at it and think. What a waste of space. Well, I don't think it's anything missing. You can, we can have different perspectives on it. It doesn't mean anything's missing yeah. anyone, though. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't I really make me any less like, jealous. Well, I want to get into like the specifics later, of because I'm interested in what you don't like specifically. I get I I get the vibe that you don't like this, though. Um, personally, I think... What gave you that sense? I don't know. But um, <laughs> generally, I like... This, I, I like this maybe a little less than you, Dylan. Like, I agree that the first episode of these three is the best of the batch, um, but I did enjoy the next two. I think I'm still lower on the season as a whole than you are, but I am enjoying it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll just start from there. I mean, there's so much to go over with these episodes. Like, it is every time. I guess we'll just start with the first episode. I don't think we can go beat by beat because these episodes have so much in them. What beats? Every there time. are no beats. It's all okay. just mesh. Features, features. Calm down. One second. Let me finish introducing the episode before you get mad at it, okay? Because I, I just don't think we have time to get through because there's just so many. There's usually an A, B, C. And uh, I'll, I'll note the show's going to be weekly now, X, actually. Y, and next, Z. There's uh, so many plots. There's yeah, next, there's like, a lot seven of weeks plots. or something. I agree. So that one, easier to one episode a week. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll, be, it'll hopefully be easier then, yes. But let's just, um, let's just start with 14, Influence, and um, we'll talk about... We'll try to just get through digest these episodes one at a time because episode 14 opens and kind of deals with this idea of how earth is being influenced by a lot of different factors uh from alien to uh like propaganda-esque uh, media outlets with g gordon godfrey and stuff like that and it kind of has this common thread of like how people are being affected by that and i kind of like that there was just this theme running through it but um it definitely like you said beatrice it has a lot of plots. We go to from Garfield to the Justice League in space to we talk about Luthor's sister on the that um that clearly uh big media out and an anal an analogous show that is in all the seasons now and um we even uh, have a fight going on in space with the Justice League. Like there's a lot going on in this episode. Was there something specific to this episode that made you think that like? hey, this isn't going great. Because for me, this is like just a really action-packed episode. It's a really great. I like this a lot more than the premiere episode of the season. Like this is a much better like jumping into what Young Justice is doing. Like there's all these plot threads. You're not really sure where they're going, but you have an idea of the general direction we're going, for me at least. I mean, I just, I don't think there is a direction. I think it's it's just this mass of, and I I think I heard previously people mentioning it might have been easier to take in if you did episode like week by week one episode at a time which i disagree because then it would have been uh soul sucking because then nothing would happen the very little that happens in these three episodes happens throughout the three episodes and even then there's no closure or anything so it's just with this i mean it just from the it's interesting how just in the opening itself it captures everything everything wrong with comic books today which is are, are are you talking about the scene on the planet with the where were they in the, with the Justice League in yes, space? On yes, yes, with the okay. Justice League, who have been like for the most part missing this entire time, yeah. and it's like now suddenly they're back. 
And suddenly we're supposed to make these assumptions and jumps that they've been informed of things. By the way, it's been months since the previous one. It's like, since the previous episode. Like, if you're gonna make these, it's just, the way it's being released, I have problems with. But then I'm trying to remove that from the equation when trying to yeah. engage with the episode. You mean and on the soon-to-be-defunct DFT We're not going into that. But we just, don't have time it, for that. It captures everything that's wrong with comic books in that you open one up. Literally, it would be, it could be, like, issue number one of, like, I don't know, the Big Barda, issue number one. Doesn't matter the character. You pick it yeah. up, you open it up, and from the very first page, third panel, it'll be, they're making a reference to volume 300 of a previous line of comic books that yeah, you have Have, have we seen Big Barda read. before? I was no, so confused. Like, it's like, and it's, and I, nothing I hate more uh-huh. than... Un, then ridiculous, like not ridiculous, I think unnecessary jargon that is purely, that's meaningless. And there are multiple various ways where you could have said it in a much simpler, more concise way, a clearer way. But you're just amping up the jargon because this is what superheroes are supposed to speak like. And this is what this universe is supposed to talk like. It's just so, just in that one scene, automatically I was turned off because I was like, this is, it's, it's, capturing comic books well done you are capturing the very problem and okay. why comic books aren't being read today like congratulations well, I, I i think we'll circle back to that thought beatrice um because i have some I, I i i think there's a lot to say about these episodes as a whole in terms of that like in terms of how well they capture comic books and i think there's some other forms of media that you can directly point to and say hey this is doing it better or this is doing it worse and like I don't know. It's interesting. There are a lot of references. Like they, they straight out say who watches the Watchmen in this episode, like stuff like that. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I liked that. And I guess this is a good way to transition into Dylan. Um, how did you feel about this episode as a whole? Like, did you like, did, did you keep track of it? Was there too much jargon? Because I know that you're not as deep in on DC as maybe Beatrice and I are. It's so interesting because I this is like the mo- the best of the episodes for me, and I yeah. think it had the most characters. Like, and it reminds me of an episode from the first half. I'm yes. trying to remember which one. There's one episode where it's like the the it's leprechaun, and they were like chase, and then yeah. there's like I I really have zero idea like what episode. Gee, <laughs> so I wonder why you can't remember or well, yeah, who any of the, the characters are. <laughs> I'll find it, Dylan. You you just keep talking. For the record, Big Bird, I didn't know that was her name. I was like, at first, I was like, is she like the daughter of the guy who we got the backstory on who's God? Because she was like, is that, no. that's who I thought she was at first. I was like, oh, it's a new person. I still, I didn't know what her name was. Um, That's the experience of watching it like through my eyes. But I kind of love it. Like, it's it, nothing. Yeah, okay. I, I think like there's a ton of validity to the type of thing Beatrice is going to say. I'm interested to hear more as we go. Um, I'm just feeling, I'm just in, you know, like this episode, <laughs> is this biggest and zaniest and like that I, I love it i like watching the show because there's st- stuff happening all the time and like there's a plot thread that i think like the show does need like a somewhat consistent plot thread. like i do think in leverage and illusion of control i a little bit lose like what's happening overall in the like there, i don't know how much meta like i guess there's meta stuff but you lose the track trafficking and villain plot lines i feel like those aren't as strong they're connected influence it was like well we're back and uh, Granny, good. I love, I love the Granny in this episode. I love seeing her in full <laughs> villain form. Like that felt really cathartic. Like she's, she's, uh, she's been like sneaky evil the entire time, and here she is, and she's like, uh, 
I don't even know what she was or apocalyptic. I don't is she an I don't know if she an alien. She's have alien tech. I have zero idea. But uh, it was it was really cool seeing her uh, pop up as the villain. Um, and uh, I kind of the, the big Justice League. It's like I it, it's like so sporadically used. Um, I love seeing them here. The Green Lantern dude. Um, I don't know which Green Lantern this is. If he's even the Green Lantern, if he's a different name, he was really funny. Um, I like I really liked him uh, in this episode. And, uh, oh, and then we saw all the, this is like, this is the end point for all the metahuman trafficking. That felt really cathartic too, because this has been like such a strong plot line throughout the, strong as in like consistently presented, not remarking on the quality. Um, like, so like presented uh, throughout the entire first half of the season. And then to see, it's like, here's where they all ended up. I thought they're just scattered throughout space. It's like, oh, they're here. That feels big. And so this episode just felt big and like a really good, like, mid-season premiere i guess for yeah. me it definitely I, I definitely agree i think i mentioned that like this feels like a premiere like this feels like hey here's all the stuff you need to know like it, this this premiere felt like it gave me more like it gave me a better handle of what we're doing with the season than probably the last 13 episodes okay but question wouldn't have that that resolution that beat of hey here they are we found them wouldn't that have been a better finale than opening that I that is a fair critique, and I have not watched episode thirteen recent enough to like. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember thirteen being exactly. a good, you a particularly big finale. I only thing I, I remember like I, that was the Terra, the Terra thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that to me did feel a little anticlimactic for a mid-season yeah. finale. So I'll agree with that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Before we move on, Dylan, the episode you're thinking of is Triptych, which has three hero teams with like three like. Triptych is so forces. nuts. I, I you, just like, <laughs> not like Triptych. I could it, swear that you thought it was like the weakest. No, but no, Dylan. Dylan just loves I, how many. The harder to follow the show is, I love it more. Like <laughs> Dylan, Dylan. I wish I could. I'm, I'm going to screenshot tro- later. You are you. intentionally trolling me. No, Dylan. I'm serious. Dylan, there are one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, one, two, three. There are twenty. Seven named actor roles in this in that episode, and they're all like big characters with more than one line. If you go to the Wikipedia for Young Justice Outsiders casting characters, it's like a hundred people listed yeah, as characters. Can I also say like it's a hundred characters, and it's like five people voicing the same them all. Yeah, I did notice a repeat voice. This yeah, um, yeah. but which it, is frustrating. Which is but fine, it, but like I, it's budgetary concerns, so I get it. But also like a lot of all the shows do that. Yeah. It, I think it works better this episode because like the big problem in the first thirteen episodes is that Black Lightning and Aquaman have the same voice actor. And they have and, a lot of interaction. Yeah, and that's a little tough. But I mean, like again, budget. Um, before we get past like get into a couple things that I sort of want to talk about, Harun, I didn't get your opinion. How did you like this episode? In general, these, so, uh, this specific episode was like kind of cool. It's, like it came back to where we were. They just rescued all like the meta humans and everything, and then we get back to uh, Gordon and Lex just talking smack about how the Justice League is not really doing anything to service them. And then we have all these characters going up on missions, and then we have an introduction of outsiders coming back to the team, helping rejoin the team. It was just kind of cool to just like come back to this, and I, I really loved it. But at the same time, it was kind of hard to follow with things moving really fast. Yeah, there, there is. It does. The plot moves very fast. Like we transition from. Uh, I think the show does have some very sudden uh, cuts, if that makes sense. Like we go from just 
we go from just like sitting at a house sometimes to like suddenly in space and we just have to know we're following the ion trail with the justice league and there's a lot going on there there's like a lot of pieces juggling around and i think sometimes it does do that better than others um but i personally did follow it fine like dylan like i I thought the things went well (laughs) at least this first episode like i didn't really lose the plot of anything the plots were very distinct like we had an episode we had a part in space a part with um the kids and we had a part with garfield essentially like where those sections felt well separated to me but then there's other episodes like in this bunch even where like the thanksgiving episode like it's like four plots all in different houses and that gets a little confusing sometimes where you're just in houses with characters and you're like okay wait which person's where and which person's not here like it it takes a little bit of like mental space to remember where everyone is when you do stuff like that but i think this episode does it better because it's like distinct areas yeah, I think I think this episode for, has a lot going on, but it like, at least to me, communicated it in a way that it was clear what it was doing. And I wasn't even though like I didn't I had no idea who this new character was, who I've already forgotten her name that we could like I, I, I've i never seen her before in any media and she just comes on. But I, it didn't really matter. Like I, I yeah. questioned it for a second, but it's like, OK, she's just she's a, a villain here. But there's episodes in the three that I, I agree it didn't handle it as well. I think my example would be um, I think leverage is the one where they go to Russia yes. um, and uh, the, the three villains just show up, um, including yeah. Black Manta and then. Yeah. We're supposed to know that they broke out of prison, but I didn't remember that they were in prison or that they'd broken out. Um, and that was really confusing because there was a twist at the end that they're working for the government. But that twist was was it didn't fully work because I, I it caught me up on something I was supposed to know already and then subverted it. But it didn't subvert something right. Like it didn't work because I didn't understand what was happening. Um, it, so sometimes the show does that. that that's definitely a deep cut where like if you know what's going on you know what's happening the second you see the thing in their brain with like the scar in the back of their neck like Beatrice I'm sure you knew it was Suicide Squad before they said the and word Suicide Squad it me so much because I was like why are you bringing the Suicide Squad yeah. into all this like you have this team that's brand new that you're introducing us to and you're bringing in another team with another batch of like characters Let's, and another another system well, that you have to establish and you have to spend time explaining to people what is a suicide squad because apparently you I didn't even know this was suicide squad and they didn't they, even say that yeah they did they did yeah, they, they, said, oh, they, did. I they said it but they, they, and another thing is they're also like referencing relationships from the previous two seasons that are years ago like I'm supposed to remember what um the Aqu- Aqualad and his dad and like their relationship and like it's so it's so much like to, to try to piece we'll all get, that together we'll come, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves we're still we're talking about 15 here but yeah I I, I do agree that suicide squad was a little much Beatrice but we can maybe delve into how that like works in episode 15 in a second. Cause there's a couple things I still want to touch on in 14, um, a couple of bigger things. Like um, I do think there was a couple of very good moments in that episode. Like um, that. I think you might agree with the fact that like halo is non-binary. Like there's this scene where they talk like where um, Artemis says there's two more girls on the team and halo says that she's not a girl essentially. And I think that that's an interest. Like it's, it's definitely, um, I think parts of it are good and parts of it could be better, but it's something, I guess. Yeah, let, let me give the base take before. I think that there's criticism you guys have, yeah. which I, I definitely want to hear. I'm interested. But the base take is like, this is a show which infuriatingly has like no progressive elements. Yeah. Um, and especially with the last episode, I'm like, why is no one gay in the show? There's like literally yeah. no, no gay people. Okay, but we'll get to that. Um, so Halo being like, uh, I'm non-binary was uh, really cathartic to hear because like someone is uh, not, is someone is slightly different <laughs> from everyone yeah. else. Yes, yes. The one person who, 
wears a hijab, who is a person of color, and also happens to be non-binary, is also the person that they use for man pain. And keeps getting violently killed for the sake of a prince to experience pain. Like, yes, of course. How amazing. I think that's a separate problem. Well done. Snaps. I'm so proud of the show. You have deserved all the praise. What was the difference between the snaps and the claps? I didn't hear that. (laughs) They're different. And you you know the difference. You know the difference. I can't. I mean, I'm not saying praise. I'm just saying at the base level, that was my reaction. It's like, oh, this is good. Yay. Yeah. I mean, I wrote in my notes. I was like, oh, yay. She's she's gender fluid. And then it's like, oh, right. But she's also the one who they keep mistreating and killing. Of course. Well, I I don't know what pronoun she wants to use. I think that's just a different problem, Beatrice, because I still have a problem with the scene that it's revealed in itself. Because I mean, it's not, it's awkward. It's like, it's well, like, no, it's, it's kind of like, it, it felt a bit clinical because it felt so, there, I've mentioned, I've talked about this before in like a way old podcast. I don't remember for even what it was. And it was just because the language itself and it's all so, it just sounded very academic and it sounded very heavy handed because they're like, yes, like it's, it's so great that you're finding yourself in all this instead of just being like, okay, cool. Awesome. I don't know. It's just it, the way it was presented for me, at least in terms of just a writing perspective, I felt it was one heavy handed and two awkward. Cause that's not how people talk. Uh, that I had to go back and watch the scene to see if I can, I was more focused on like a different thing that hasn't been mentioned yet is that um my complaint with the scene is that um they say that Violet is non-binary because of the mother box yeah. not because of who she is. Yeah. Well because it's, we've established well is it, it, it well it, it kind of was I thought it was more like less about um um because wait, are you cons- are you talking about like Violet as like a, a being, or are you talking about Violet like as she is with Ga- what? What's her previous wh- her past Gabriella. life? So, Gabriella. Are you talking like in that connection? Or uh, I'm just saying that I- I'm not saying anything about that. I'm just saying that specifically they say in the dialogue, yeah. "Oh yeah, you're a mother box, so you don't have a gender." Essentially. Oh no, yeah, but- I thought it. W- I misunderstood that. I thought it was wait, you don't identify as a woman. You're a mother box, and no, then she's th- like, "No, it's translated differently." No, but they, they, they specifically said you're yeah, Vi- Violet herself explains it like, uh, yeah, like it's because I'm the mother box, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I find issue with that because yeah, it almost makes it, it almost relates non-binary people with this non-human thing. Right. And that's obviously problematic. Yeah. But at the same time, it just like you said, it feels like clumsy dialogue, not an actual like. I mean, it's it's a rushed conversation, like, yeah. and, and with with a bunch of things. Like, you see that with Garfield and him being obsessed with likes. It's like these moments that they're putting in because they want to tap every kind of conversation and c- cultural discussion that's happening in the universe. They want the show to be the zeitgeist of this generation. And I'm like, why? No, stop. You don't want to be that. And just, you shouldn't it's just, be that. It's just showing justice. It's just the show's yeah, like weird, weird uh, hip dialogue that belongs when the show is actually airing and not now. And they're continuing with it <laughs> for whatever reason. What? <laughs> But I think I think this makes sense for Violet. Like I think like this develop like considering what the origins of her character is, I think this totally makes sense and is a great moment for her character. But it's also like it would be okay. It would be good if they had a human based non binary character and then also had Violet. You know, just I think that's her- the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like because she's the only person right. in any that is that is fluid or just not that's basically not the norm immediately that's why she's the sole representation of that so that's why we we have a problem with it if there was 
other people that were and you see them and you get to know them, you give them a name, then suddenly it's like, okay, well then we have various interpret we have various people. It's not we're not relying our entire representation on this one character. Like they are shooting themselves in the foot. They are living them limiting themselves. And it's what's nuts is they see this and go, we're gonna pat ourselves on the back. And it's like, no. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm know, not if, gonna... I don't know if you've seen tweets or anything, but I don't know if the show putting something in the show inherently means they're trying to pat themselves on the back. They're I just... think they I think they think they're I, I don't know incredible. If I'm gonna and I'm like, okay. Like, but I do agree that this feels I want more than this. I agree with that sentiment. Like this is not enough by any it's stretch. Not. And, and it's um, not even yeah, it's not. And it's not even like that big a thing because in terms of like moving forward, because and and this is not a knock against non-binary people that like um, present as one gender, but the thing is, in this show, characters have one model essentially, so there's no chance for Violet to like dress any other way or to present any other they way. They do all have one model. <laughs> yeah. They do. Point. They all have the same face. Yeah, and and so the fact is that like Violet just will be this one girl model the whole show. Like, there's no like I'm just saying there's no chance for us, the audience, to visually see if she's dressing differently because of this i would i would just like it explored more and maybe in terms of dialogue i think one yeah. interesting thing for me was that Violet, we they continue the show continued to use she her pronouns for violet yeah. um which is totally valid and something she might do in the situation but i'd like to hear her talk about that yeah and and but that's what i'm saying i'm saying yeah. like we obviously are moving past it right like, like let's not do that let's get into this yeah and, and i would say like they could comment on it without dialogue if they like changed her model a bit or had her change her model maybe between episodes sometimes like that'd be enough to show that there's some flux there but they're definitely kind of just move or not definitely they're they're pretty much just moving past but it's, it. but it's also like of course the show's gonna move past it because it moves at uh 200 miles an hour right like they can't but stop. she already has other issues she's got to deal with now so. Yeah, but, but the point is, this is the kind of stuff I want the show to sit on, because this is an interesting discussion, especially in the hero. This is more interesting than what they are, the conflict they are presenting yeah. with her yeah. character, which is something, it's not some uh, a fact about her that's not her. She's a new person. Okay, let's move on, right? Like, it's and not the fact her. Is, you know how it's going to end. Like, you know that she's going to reveal it to Brion, and it's just me like, you're not that person. And he'll come around, and then. Yeah, like, he'll be care. angry, he'll say something. Yeah, then they'll say something, then they'll fight, then, then they'll come they'll, back. Yeah, and then yeah. he'll come back. Yeah. Like, it's but, beats that we've seen before, and it's like, yeah. But this has actual implications on their relationship, and it'd be interesting to see Brion. I love I love the moment of Brion being okay with it, though. Like, yes, uh, I, I would, but there definitely is that moment where you deal with it past the initial reveal, if that makes sense. Like, there's, there's steps to it, because the first step is obviously, like, I love you, and that's not going to change but there are times when it like you definitely sit down and think about it and you realize the implications of all the things that you're talking about here because there's more to it in a real world relationship than just i love you as much as you wish it wasn't just that with something like this and i wish that they because this i'm just saying this is a complex thing and they could do a lot with it yeah so before we move on to episode 15 here with leverage was there anything else you want to talk about an influence i think we covered pretty much all the big beats here big barda the weird, uh, the the new Green Lantern and uh, the non-binary. Can, can I say something about the Green Lantern? Yes, about Guy. What is his accent? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what is his accent? Like, I thought it was just like you know, maybe like I just am not familiar. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. Like at first, I was like, is it like Irish? Is it Scottish? Is it like European? And then I was like, no, 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 it's Australian. And I was like, no, it's like some weird like metropolitan, not metropolitan, but like some midwestern thing. I don't know what is his accent. 
I, like, it felt like the, the actor was just getting really, real, just having a ton of fun with it. And I'm like, but maybe a little bit too much fun because I had no clue where he was going like, sometimes. I don't, like, maybe, like, it would maybe, I don't know. I'm like, I'm creating, like, mini fanfics in my head trying to explain this accent because it's so appallingly bad. Um, <laughs> Look, there's, there's fake city, you know, there's star city, you know, it's just it's a different accent we don't have on our world. I, yeah. You know, that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, we do we really do need to get to the next episode. Uh, I just want to touch. I just want to say that I liked the last scene of this episode. I really liked the way it was constructed with um, Garfield just closing down the windows of all the news scenes we've been seeing all episode, and then ending with him looking at Granny. Like I think that was just a well constructed like last minute scene. It reminded me of um, Dylan running with scissors the way it ends with the computer with just Marco kind of oh, looking yeah, at that it. Is from Star Wars first evil. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, also related to that, I want to say across all three episodes, I, I just love the G Gordon Godfrey stuff. Yeah, it's, in, it's, it's, it, they do so much of it, I think, especially in this episode, but I think it's a very good satire of um, Fox news and yeah. the way uh, current news cycles distort facts and uh, serve as vehicle. This episode in particular serving as vehicles for people in power to mislead the general populace. That was like pretty yeah. effective. I mean, it's, very on the nose but i think so, it's like I mean, storytelling i was fine and i enjoy that i was fine up until the point that lex luther luther literally looks at the camera and basically has this like evil look like or am i and <laughs> mustache twirling time i mean that's just, just like, what lex really... luther does though it's comic <laughs> no i you know what look there no i've read enough comic books where no i'm not gonna give that a comic books like, okay that, that's fine. not good enough <laughs> We have to move forward. This is this is the complaint I think we can move forward from Beatrice because we need to talk about other things, okay? We we do. I'm sorry. We we were still in the first episode. For the record, I don't remember Lex Luthor's position in the world at this point, but that's okay. Oh, he's he, he seems like he controls the world. It doesn't matter. He's the UN Secretary General, Dylan. The show doesn't care. It's ridiculous. The, the show like, doesn't uh, care, so why should we care? How did he become the Secretary General? Oh, anyway. Oh, let's talk about leverage. Leverage. Who, who Another miss. Let's talk who about knows? it. But, but oh, oh, also, I think it's pretty funny that they, they definitely pointed and prodded at real life things when they talked about Lex Luthor's quote unquote blind trust with his sister having it. Um I think that was referencing a couple of real life things, but uh yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess we can move on to leverage now. That's the episode where we go to Russia. And I think the this is the first ep- I, I think this is the first episode of the season where we get a big action scene with our new heroes, the new young heroes. And it's interesting, at the very least. I think the 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 impetus for doing this, and I guess uh, you were a little unhappy with the Suicide Squad stuff happening here, Beatrice and Dylan. I got the vibe that you were a little confused by what was happening with the Suicide Squad stuff. Is that accurate for both of you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. I was just uh, had a hard time following relative to yeah. other stuff. Yeah. And and for me, I followed it, and I'm assuming Beatrice, you at least followed it because like even if you didn't like it, like you knew what was going on yeah. because. Yeah, like there's the moment when they show like I also didn't know what these like Russian Iron Men were. Okay. That I'm a little more like, why are we doing this than the Suicide Squad? Because at least Suicide Squad feels a little more less like a deep cut than the red red rocket red brigade, I guess. But um and like we had this whole scene with this guy who's getting a suit on and we never come back to it, the third guy, I guess. Was there three? No, I thought it was only two. And the guy getting in the suit is the same one as the Oh, so why, do they, why do they have the elite Iron Man squad and there's only two of them? You know, yeah, no, I, thought, I, thought there was like, I thought he was the third. I guess there's just two of them. I think there's only two of them. What? Okay. That's 
Why are we bothering with this? That's that that's okay, Beatrice. I'll give you this. I am really confused why we bothered doing the Rocket Red Brigade stuff. Because yeah, like, if, they're, if they're not doing anything with this, this was a stupid thing to do. Like, I, mean, uh, I, I think they really just wanted to answer the question of like, why are all superheroes in America? And like, they were like, because there was like a line that Tiger says of like, look, like we can't fault them for wanting their own Justice League. And it's like, that was the whole purpose of that, was them wanting yeah. to answer that question. And it's like, why do you want to answer that question in such a superficial way, with such me in such a meaningless way when you could I don't even know why they went there. And like and the other what thing, was like they, the purpose? They weren't even like that good. Like they they did nothing, even when they were around. Like they didn't stop the villains. Yeah, I, I guess it was about like I, I think in general I'm like not super interested in what is the world's position on the Justice League like this show yeah. seems to care a lot about that but I just care a lot more about our characters than where the, do we trust the Justice League do we not like do we seem to do a lot with that and and I think that's just something they keep coming back to in the show and well, it's you been don't here- have to keep explaining it's like okay yeah, the like, world doesn't trust us alright moving on like, but yeah, that's the thing though. Like every season we have this like long drawn out arc about how the world is viewing the Justice League poorly. And it's just so repetitive and so just like they're heroes and they're stopping world threats essentially. I think there's, I think you're adding a little too much um, grayness, gray morality than you need to to this is what I, it's my take on this. They just basically want to show the inefficiency of 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 like politicians is what they want to do yeah. they just that's what they want to do and it's like but you don't have to spend like you've yeah. made your point you don't have to be so heavy-handed can i talk about brion please um is it episode 15 related yeah okay then sure <laughs> so what i don't understand is you're in the middle of the mission and this is these are people that the they have decided are ready and are trustworthy. I don't know why they trust Tara so quickly, but they don't trust Victor. It's like, um, she's been away just as much. Like, okay, sure, that's, why not? That's so annoying, though, because we know she's... We she's, know she's bad. She's bad like, at every show, and they're just immediately so trusting her. Yeah, yep, yep. That's annoying. But I'm just like, okay, you are in this mission. I'm assuming you went over the mission before you went on the mission. I'm assuming that's a fair assumption, that you yes. went over the plan, you know, cover your bases. And Brion is all, like, having a meltdown in the middle of it, being like, no, we need to do something. I'm like, you knew what, did you not know what the plan was? Did you not know what we well, were doing? Why are you acting so surprised, Brion? I think like, he's, uh, he's emotionally, so uh, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's emotionally unstable. I think he's been that way for a while. I, 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 I like him. I continue to like ready? him a lot. Yeah. Why is he ready? Like, why? Like, that's that's a better question. So why are they bringing him on high leverage missions when he's combustible? But uh, <laughs> Not even that. Not even that. They put him in the covert's office. <laughs> yeah. the and, and he's he, like, the covert's ops the, team. And, and, and the guy point, who has meltdowns in every freaking mission. The bigger thing is there's a point where they're in it's the middle of the night, in the middle of a snowy like forest, and he like makes this gout of lava to make a secret tunnel for them to go underground. And it's just like that's not very stealthy, Brion. Look, like, I don't even care about the physics of this. I know. Like, I don't. I don't. Like I'm but, like, but, you know what? I'll get like that's something I'm willing to give comic book stuff, like superhero stuff. I'm like, okay, the physics is not that whatever that's fine i'm just like i'm just laughing why are you letting why one he knew what they, the plan was so why is he acting surprised all of the sudden and if he knew what the plan was if he didn't tell him then what are you doing like that's just poor leadership and why are you letting this guy that's emotionally unstable and has consistently been emotionally unstable having a meltdown in the middle you're like oh yeah we need to still keep bring him bringing him on while victor is like okay i just okay we just we just like, like him he's just very likable 
I don't yeah. like him, and no, I don't like, like his sideburns. I like him. I, oh, hey, don't you come for his sideburns, Beatrice. Don't you? <laughs> this is I not came Zhao. for him. I want to rip him off. Sideburns. I want to shave him Zhao off. Zhao-esque like, side. Don't you dare I'm shave off his sideburns. I'm over the man pain, baby. I'm I... over him. I'm over the little prince. I want him to go back to his country and never to be seen no, again. Like, okay. I want him trapped in a castle. Like, goodbye. Look, come for the show. Don't come for my prince, okay? <laughs> He's he's beautiful and wonderful and sensitive. Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, leave him alone. Yeah. Sensitive is not a better way. No, you. There's a difference between sensitivity and instability. There's a he's difference. he's both. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's a whole side plot to this episode we haven't even touched on yet. I was very confused. I was confused about if I if I we knew who the characters were in the side plot. Like we don't. Two two of them I think we saw before, like once. Why why are we? Right. I I remember those two, but other than that, did we know who anyone was? I don't. Like we knew. I'm pretty sure Ardo's been around before, and the and the doctor. Who is who is like in charge? We've seen before, but I think other. I, I I kind of liked the a concept of seeing metahuman teens like reintegrating after this stuff and dealing with their powers, but it just felt very disconnected it's, in this and the next episode from the rest of the plotline. Here's an idea: we've dealt with teens dealing with their powers. That was the entire first half of the season with Brion, with with Violet. Like we've seen, we see, we've seen it with people we've we know. It. So why do we like, need grant those? Yeah. Why do we need to keep going with this? Like I, I like the I, the concept of like, hey, we are in this like support group and we're gonna deal with trauma. But it's like, why aren't you doing that with the characters that we're supposed to care yeah. about? Why are you bringing in these characters that don't even matter? That you that we know don't this, matter. They're not going to be here later on. They're going to probably be forgotten like three three episodes in because we're going to have new characters to talk about. It's like, all right. why is this show so dedicated to make us not care about the characters that we're supposed to care about? I definitely get the point that this is like these characters, like we should be doing this with, the, with our um, characters we care about. And I think I have a similar complaint in that, like, I think this is more like an end season thing we should be doing. Like, we should deal with the trauma with our characters and then show that there's a support system or stru- or organizational system in place to help other people with similar, similar pl- problems in the future. Like, this feels like something you show at the end with one of the, the characters we care about. What was that? In the epilogue or something. Yeah, like show we show we show instead of just a random person with powers, we show Brion at the podium going like, I can help you as a peer. Like, we can talk. Like, that would be a much more impactful thing if we see Brion go from this moody prince to this person who's there for people like him or were like him. That'd and be that'd, if he was helping with the clinic. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, would the be, random, that would be more helpful than him being in the covert talk. Random, random dude. Um, I, I was shipping the random dude who uh, was like the counselor and the Zaheer girl who got the collar put on her. I was the, yeah. I, I mean, th- it was obvious because they only know how to do heterosexual romance. Yes. And it's like. Yeah, that's well, next episode. Let's talk well, about that. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> We can, Beatrice, don't get ahead of yourself. I know you're mad about it, but we can't. We didn't even talk about uh, Halo dying again. Let's yeah. just let's just move oh. past that. But yeah, I, I mean, if you want to hear me talk about the way they're treating it, Halo, like listen back to a couple Young Justice podcasts. I talk about it. Is, is it the same? Yeah, that's my question, it's Beatrice. The it's, it's, it's the same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like I've, I've just kind of accepted the show's doing this. They're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Listeners, know. it's bad. We talked about why it was bad already. We don't really need to talk about the exact same thing again. You can listen to our old podcast. It's still bad. 
Um, um, should we talk about the revelation of Viol- of, of, uh, of, of We did a little bit, like we talked about it in reference. Oh yeah, that, the twist at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That, uh, yeah. It, it, I, that, that was that was. It did feel impactful, even if the next thing that I felt was like, okay, but this doesn't matter because you're a new person. But it did it did lead, pack a punch. I think at the end. Of the I, I think it did. It's just like there are so many things I want to care about, and they're not focusing on them. Why are we focusing on this instead? I think oh, also in this episode we see the payoff from last season with um, Dr. Jace having the hair in the brush. Like, we saw her kind of... Was the payoff? Yeah, because la- in, in, se- in the last half of the season, she picked up a brush from the ground that Vi- she was using to brush Violet's hair, and there was a hair in it, and, she- and it kind of was a weird shot, and it-, and it wasn't clear, like, I don't think this is good, I don't think it's good what they did, because it wasn't clear if she was picking up the brush and, like, taking the hair or not, and then this episode, we see her with the ha- hairbrush and the hair in there. I'm like, so confused what they're doing with Dr. Yes. Jace. They're doing yeah. some big slow burn. And like, I don't know if this is like a known comic thing that they're, but like I don't they give, they give her a lab and then they have a shot of her doing something. And I like, really like this character, but they've just been doing like nothing with her. It's like so little with her for so long. It's like this, this show is being so restrained with her compared to every other plot where they just move very fast. And I'm, very interested to see what they ultimately. I disagree. I think they're doing with her what they're doing with every single plot, which is making it a slow burn and then resolving it in like two seconds, like when you could have like paced it out a lot better. That's true. I, I guess th- it depends what the reveal is and how it's how fast it is. And yeah, like uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll. I I think it's too slow because I still know nothing. Like she's about to call someone. Like if we don't reveal it now, who she's talking to? Like I think this is too slow. She's like the most understated character who is consistently there. I would say. Oh my yeah. god! Can we? Can can we? I when we get to the next episode, there's a line that she says that is so poorly written that I need to talk about. Y- yeah. Okay. That's a good sure. transition. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. We can. We can talk can about I? that now. Like let's just do all right. It all. So just talking in general about this. So like Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. <laughs> she says, she, she literally arrives. She doesn't even knock on the door. She just literally shows up and goes, hello, everyone. It's so nice of you to include me. And it's like, it sounds awkward. The line delivery is bad. And then literally, like, cut. she says that, then cut away. It cuts away to a different scene, different characters. Cuts back to them at dinner. And she literally goes, I'm so thankful to have been included. She says basically the same line yeah. again. Well, so I think, it's I so think... poorly done. And I'm just like... <laughs> What are you doing? Like, what is this writing? Like, why? You couldn't have just said, thank you so much for inviting me. Or, oh, like, yeah, I'm like, whatever. Oh, this is so great to have us all here. Whatever. Like, you can get the sentiment out in a way that people actually speak. I agree agree that was very blatant. I think it is intentional and I'm interested to see why because it it kind of like they're clearly establishing that she's like desperate and lonely and um, doesn't feel included with the group. She said it twice. Um, And I agree that it's like very weird like but it's like for some purpose and that's why again I'm saying like what are they going to do with her? Like this is leading to I assume she'll be evil because she feels like disconnected from everyone. Um, Regardless they potentially could have written that differently but it was I guess for the intent of making that blatant for some reason. I don't know. And can I say also another one last thing about just like that whole little dinner? What, what was that alphabet song? Okay, I was what? very upset. I don't know what that was either. Like that was it was like a mashup of the alphabet song and like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and some other child song, Black. whatever. It. And it's like I think it's because they don't have the license for any of them, so they have to mash them up. But it's it was like it was like a monstrosity of a song. It, the, the weird How thing, dare I was, you? My, it my was beautiful. Heard, and they write that child so poorly. Like none of these people have children if they think that's how children talk. Like 
Yeah. My goodness. Like, that sounds like 13-year-old me writing fanfic that happens to have a seven, seven, or like a five to seven-year-old in it. Like, seriously. I, like, it is supposed to be so young poor. That? I don't know. So poor. So poor. I, anyway, but that's, that's the main, that's the main thing of, like, side notes that are very important for me to express. I think, side notes, speaking of the dinner, what they're doing with um, Artemis and uh, Wally's brother. Um... Yeah, oh, no, no, no. yeah. That no, that's not Wally's brother. Roy, you're talking about Roy, Dylan. Wally, something cousin. I don't know. No, he's uh, the clone, Dylan. He's cool. the clone of the Archer guy. Okay, so I don't know how clones fi- factor into Wally. family relations. He's not like Wally at all. He says red hair, even okay, though. Red well, hair. okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, Wally's co- Wally's coming back, right? So this is awkward. This is so. <laughs> this is so annoying. Like you're do. It's like it's by the numbers. It's like you're doing the most. Are you excited for this love triangle, Beatrice? No, no, no. It's going to be a love quadrangle because definitely. What if you throw in all the other clones? Then can no, 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 no. no. It's not the clones. <laughs> They're definitely bringing back Artemis' sister. They're hundred percent bringing back Artemis' sister. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's so like, it's going to be what? Artemis, Chad, Wally, Cheshire. Yeah, Cheshire. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Look Why at me. Or uh, well, her name's actually Jade Dylan, but Cheshire's her villain name. There's Jace too many names. versus Jade. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I think they're still setting up for Wally coming back. They, they are. Yeah, it, they did it most with with the the really good VR episode with Garfield. Like that. That was like the big tell. Yeah. Like we're we're yeah. doing this. Um, but I I still don't know when they're gonna do it. Uh, there's still wo- a couple other plot threads in this episode I want to touch on before we like wrap up this whole thing. Um, because we have we haven't really talked about Cyborg Victor at all. This um. Yeah, or Vic. Th- I think I think he was anything. too un- too understated. Yeah, yeah. he he was like really strong in his his uh, premiere episode last batch, and yeah. he he was just purposefully being like uh, left out and stuff, and I, that's fine. But like we should have followed him more. I think. But that I mean, said, that yeah, said, sorry. I really enjoyed Forager and his conversation in the woods. What's like, annoying I, though, it's like legit. He and Forager, he sends Forager back. And then he comes back in his own, own accord, and he. this is one of the outsiders. This is one of the members of the team that we're supposed to care about. We don't even see the reason of why he made the choice to come back. Like, what was the revelation that he experienced where he goes, you know what, I am going to spend, I'm not going to spend time alone. I am going to spend it together. It's like, we don't get that. And that yeah. is, we spend it with counselor meetings with characters we don't care about or singing yeah. a demonic version of the alphabet song like why why the general the general complaint like we've had through all these episodes is definitely that like we want to be sticking with the characters we enjoy we want to be with them and and seeing their trauma like struggles with their trauma and we're just not doing that like we had this, we almost got there with Vic this episode, and then we just cut away from it. There was no. Uh, I I just realized this as we were talking. At some point, there was no Nightwing or Black Lightning. I think at all in the right. Black Lightning was present in an episode, yeah. but he didn't really yeah. talk because um and because Nightwing he's wasn't... dating Doctor Jace. Yeah, but uh, those are two big characters, and just didn't... and Nightwing, Nightwing and Nightwing in the, first in the episode, but very little. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, like. Oh, and then there's also where I guess we can get to the next thing you're mad about, Beatrice, because the other plot thread in this episode is about uh, Static along with si- uh, three couples at the youth facility. And Static constantly talks about how he's the seventh wheel and how he needs a girlfriend and everyone tells him he needs a girlfriend. And it's just tons of straight stuff for about 10 minutes of this episode. I mean, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. 
I don't care about these characters. Like these are part of the group I don't care about. Look, I'm look, Beast Boy, like I don't I like I found him being like an actor and all that annoying. So I'm like, really? okay. I, like, I like, think Beast Boy's really strong. I think he's no, I the agree. strongest written character, but that's not my favorite inter like that's not my favorite storyline. I, I was like, really? You're gonna go this route? All right, sure. But it's like the strongest one. I don't deny. Like yeah. that is he is the I I he didn't... is probably possibly the strongest character of the entire show. Which is weird because um, he was barely a character in the first episode. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that was Static Shock until you said it just now. Yeah, yeah, no, but, Dylan, um, fine. They never said his name. They never said. <laughs> I, I was confused. I, I just was. do. <laughs> but you know, like for instance, like I just don't care. I don't care about them. Like I don't like if I even if it's like all straight, all straight romances. But I'm invested in every relationship that I'm seeing. Then I wouldn't mind. Like yeah. There's like that's a it's like a valid critique of being like yo you need some more diversity give us more relationships like give us action if you're going to be so obvious about the heterosexual relationships then I am gonna call you out about the lack of um, diversity in that front but if I care about each relationship and I'm invested in it then I don't mind seeing it I don't care that it's there or like or that it's predominantly heterosexual in that sense because I'm like well I care about these characters and I like that they're together and I'm rooting for them to be together so it's like for the most part fine outside of that outside of like oh yeah I wish that we did have some LGBT representation in that front but I don't care about about these characters and like static yeah. wants a girlfriend i'm like well buddy like i don't care if you end up getting one or <laughs> well, not buddy <laughs> well buddy uh, but but beatrice i think going off that like i think this episode's even more egregious specifically because in the background we see something that's pretty coded as live wire mist are like a thing and so we have all these like really really blatant talks about like all these straight relationships and then we have live wire mist who we've actually seen interact more times than most of these actual relationships that are on screen right now in there in the background, like exactly. feeding each other cotton candy, essentially. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I know. I was so distracted was... by other things. I didn't even see that. I yeah, was it's so very annoyed quick, by that. that very... I, I wanted to intentionally block it out because I was like, because what's so frustrating is that these 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 creators are going to be like, see, but we included it. We included yeah. it. It's there. See, we got a gender well, fluid. As far person, as we know, they have and not. We got the, no, we got this but, but characters, blah, blah, blah. and it's like no. Beatrice, no, you hey, didn't. Hey. It's not the same. Beatrice, are you good? <laughs> I, I'm fine. I don't care. It's okay, fine. but Dylan, because you missed it. Like, there's they're they're feeding each other cotton candy, and then also in the previous episode, fifteen, Livewire definitely comforts Mist when she gets hurt in a very yeah. relationship esque way, like the way they're talking in the power testing scene. Okay. Yeah, and, and and it's definitely coded from my perspective that they're in a relationship or at least moving that direction. And then, but they're not blatant about it in any way, and it's very frustrating. Because it's like if you're going to be blatant about the heterosexual relationships, why aren't you going to be blatant about this one? And it's like, and if they do that thing where they're, and here's the thing: if they do that thing where they make them like in the last episode, they go, they like reveal it. I'm like, no, no, this should have been revealed earlier. And knowing them, they're probably not going to develop these characters. No. So it's like I, that's not enough. It's like they, it's as if they they're like they're giving us the 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 laziest form of representation. And it's like, honestly, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. If it's going to be bad badly done badly executed representation i'd rather not have it oh so you're you're just being honest now beatrice i'm honest (laughs) i'm honest before but it's like this is like the most honest i'll i'll get it's like look if you're gonna do in like a half half like lazy way then i'd rather not have it i'd rather i myself imagine a world where i can do it better than them 
Well, then okay. Have then have them do it I, and be like, oh, this isn't great. I think that's a perfect example then. Would you prefer if Violet wasn't non-binary? Because it seems like they're doing it in kind of a lazy way if they never touch on it again. Like if they I mean, never that's touch. That's a big if. But you know what? I'll say this. At least Violet's a main character of the show. That's true. But I'm if saying they... it with these, with our, this relationship with these, these, this, these two girls that are coded. I'm like, I'd rather you not put it in. If that's all we're gonna get, if you're gonna keep it this way, but you're gonna be so but, overt about your heterosexual relationships, then I'd rather not have it. But like, let's and, do a, let's yeah. do a mind experiment, Beatrice. Because like, me, like, that's let's... queer baiting. For that's just me. Yeah, but let's just do an experiment here because we have or just discuss this because if Violet's non-binary, like we had this thing in the first episode of this or the 14th episode, and then they continue to use she, her pronouns and they never talk about it again. Is that good representation? Because I don't think that is because they never talk if they never talk about it again and they never discuss her pronouns or they discuss how she feels about this and why it like is that is that good? Like, is that good representation? Because I don't think it is. I'm going to say this. I'm not gender fluid, so I'm not going. I'm not in the position to say, "Oh, that's bad gender fluid representation." I'm also not in the position to tell gender fluid people that they shouldn't be happy about that or that they should want that out. But I am. I love. I I am attracted to women, and I want female. I want um uh women loving women relationships on screen, and I want to see that. And I don't. I I can say based on it, I'm being part of that community. I can say. I'd rather not even see that. I'd okay. rather not even have it at this point. Uh, but for in terms of like gender fluidity, it's like I, I'm not. I, I'm at the point where I'm like, I hope we get more. I hope we get more depth into it because especially she is one of the main characters of an enormous amount of main characters. She is one of them more so than this coded couple. Way more so. She's more so, of more importance. She's part of the outsiders. But I'm not gonna tell. I'm not. I like. I can recognize that I'm not the person to make that okay. choice. And then in that case, I'll that. give my opinion on it because this is a trans character. Like, like that's something that's not talked about a lot in media. Like, if you're non-binary, you're trans. Like, you're trans if you're trans feminine, trans masculine, or if you're non-binary. Like, there's not like it doesn't just mean you're going from man to woman. It means you're just not on the spectrum and you want to be something different than the way that you were born. Essentially, that's the easy way to put it. So, Violet is trans. They're never gonna say that in the show. Because it's not really well understood. If they say it, that's awesome. But they're not going to say it, um, just because that's how it is. And uh, I, I think the I, I am not non-binary, but I do understand the idea of having a, a gender identity that's different than the body you're in. And if they have this scene where that's just Violet says comes out, this is her coming out to everybody essentially, and we don't touch on it again. Um, that's pretty frustrating because a big part of coming out is when you're non-binary, it's less of a big deal. Usually some, some non-binary people, if they have very feminine or very masculine names, they like to choose a new name. That's like non-gendered, but Violet kind of, I I think. Violet chose her own name. Yeah. And that's fair. Like she already had a scene where she chose her name and it's clear she's comfortable with that name. So that's not an issue, but if we don't discuss pronouns like it's perfectly fine for non-binary and perfectly normal for non-binary people to rather have a gender pronoun like she her he him just because either whether they think it fits them or they just it's fine with them that's good but if we don't discuss it on screen and we just continue using she her and continue having this very feminine model we have for violet it just comes off as lazy because the fact of the matter is and like in that again you can have uh, I want to be clear, you can have non-binary people that present as Violet does. I'm just saying this is from a 
like writing standpoint, the laziest way to do it, because if you're going to have her, this character present this way, you need to discuss it. You need to explain that even though she's presenting this way, she's still non-binary. She's not a woman now because we're just calling her she, her, and she has this model and she's not like actively transitioning or anything. She's still non-binary and we're not discussing it in the show. And that's frustrating because we have clearly a woman coded model with feminine pronouns and no really and in like promotional images if we take just like a screenshot of characters and relationships it's a man standing next to a woman and that's all you're gonna see and and also this is a very easily editable scene where you can just not have it really like it doesn't change anything for any international release if you just change a little bit of this and just yeah sorry that's my my opinion on that thing i brought up sorry yeah no, no, we need that opinion. Yeah. I, 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 could, I couldn't give that opinion. Yeah, I, I don't know if you like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough because there's a lot of confusing factors that come into that. And they're, it's very hard to write it. And if, if you don't have personal experience with it, I understand that. But they should have writer. If they're going to do this plot, they should definitely have someone on the team who understands this. Yeah. So they, That's, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. same with any type of queer relationship or queer character on screen. They should ha- they should be understanding that. Um, and with that uh, tangent, was there anything in these episodes we didn't touch on, Beatrice? Uh, let me look at my notes. Okay, while you look at your but, notes, I'll yeah. see if there's any like quotes that I can pull out. I found the quote with Superman saying, Great Scott, in the space. I thought that Which was... Which was so silly. I-, I was like, wait, what are we doing? Like, why is... Why is Superman saying great Scott? Like, that was very strange. Um, oh, you know what I really liked? I really liked that we had a space battle with no sound effects. I thought that was actually a really cool decision where we have yeah. all these lasers. Like, I think that's, like, just something I can't complain about because it's just such a cool idea to have this, like, space battle with laser silence. Yeah. And there's just yeah. the music and that's it. I thought that was really, really inspired because you just don't see that a lot. You always have the, like, Star Wars pew pew noises going on. Yeah, there. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I appreciated. Um, I will say uh, something that bothered me was I don't remember, but did was did we know that Artemis was hiding the, her work as Tigress no. from her mom? We did not know this. We I didn't know that. Oh, wait, right? oh, wait, we might have. It might have been in the premiere of this season, honestly, but just so much. A little like they could have done a little bit of refresher to remind us. Yeah. Of, like, you know, it's just, it's again, it's these pitfall it's just these mistakes that the writers make in in not setting up plot lines and not giving us plot like if we had done that if we had done say they established that she didn't know and then they paid it off say like like say an episode and a half later then it's like okay we have these mini arcs and what's frustrating is with these episodes with this entire show this entire season they can do all these stories they have the space to do all these stories, all these plots, all these characters. They can do it. The thing is, they need to do it sequentially. They need to, okay, they start with one, end it. Start with another, end it. Start with the next one, end it, end it. Maybe mix in two, three storylines, but they're mixing all of them in at once and they're not giving us any sort of resolution in a timely manner so it all feels so weird. So I remember when that was revealed, I was like, what is going on? I didn't even remember if they had if they had even established it, this. And if it had been established, it was 
three months Poorly ago, done or, because or, or, it was it? barely there. It was like yeah. so soft of a of a of a of a of a plot point that they had planted. Yeah. And it was so like three or just, four months ago from our perspective. Like there's exactly, no way we could remember this small thing. Exactly. And not only that, but I mean by this point it's like it's yeah, there's like a three, four month gap. But there's also like set what eleven episode gap between them. So Probably. even if they even they hit, if they had dropped them all in one go, it still would have felt jarring. Yes. Like this is not a fault of how the ep- how these episodes are released. This is purely a fault of the writing and how these storylines are being. I was out. I was just noting that that doesn't help it. That's all. It doesn't. It doesn't help it. But like you know, trying to to view this outside of the the influence of how these because sometimes the creators don't have it don't have a say in when these things are going to get released and how they're going to get released so it's like this isn't your fault for not knowing how these things were going to get marketed and released but it is your fault for leaving an 11 episode gap in between them yeah and, and it's it, like it's just poor it's poor it, storytelling it's this, poor storytelling this feels like the type of like subplot where like you have to introduce it like as like Artemis is meeting up with her mom and her mom says something kind of ham-fisted of like about I, I'm glad you dropped the hero thing just to remind the audience. And if you're going to like, cause there's no way I remembered this. Like I did not, like I did not know where the conversation was going until it was happening. It doesn't even have to be like um, it, it, an easier fix, less ham fisted, simply have before Dr. Jace shows up and it, 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 it further emphasizes how she's not included, even though she's desperate for it because she's out of the loop. Have uh, Artemis remind everyone, like, hey, and remember, like, keep a lo- keep it on the down low about the hero stuff when my mom's around. Yeah. And then here comes Dr. Jace showing that she's out of, like, she's out of the loop because she's not included in the group that she's so desperate wanting to include. And show her, she's the one that, sh- that that gives it away. Show her, like, show her arriving after Artemis has the conversation. There you go. And yeah. it's like, it, like, literally, it fits so easily. It just is a more efficient way to fix this scene and make it flow better. It's, it's just. Oh. It's these, it's these moments. It's these moments of just. Yeah. Show, like, and this, I thought about legit. Like two seconds after after I saw this whole thing go down, so it's not even like there are there are better ways to do it yeah. if you give people the time to do it. I don't just I just think it's it's just very poor. Um, I'm just very disappointed. Yeah, I I can see you're coming from that, but I just found something in my notes that we need to talk about because I can't believe we didn't touch on it before now. Um, uh, there's and I'm yeah, there's it's in in when Halo dies, we actually missed something we need to talk about. Because Captain Boomerang says, you're everything I like best in a woman, an easy target. Uh, I don't know if we have, I don't know if we have time to dig into this a lot. But I mean, he's part of the Suicide Squad, so it's like a villain saying it. But, so it's like, all right, but it's it's annoying. It's bad, but at but, least it's not like a hero. It's not, it's not shown in the perspective of someone be, of someone that like, of someone that we're supposed to admire. So there is that, but it's still annoying. And I will say, had sh- what really bothered me about that, because I didn't want to get into it because we've done it, bef- talked about this so much before, but she doesn't even try to dodge no. it. She it- doesn't. And I have no confidence in the show Let- and, it, and it actually wanting to engage with her willingness to just die. Yeah, I, I, wanna, like, I, I have focus- no confidence in the show doing that. Yeah. They've spent they they already they already wasted their counselor scene on characters that we don't care about. I have no I have no faith that the show's actually gonna do good by Violet. So to be, I mean, and you know, that's just that just adds to it. Yeah, and it's it. 
and to focus more like with the line itself, like it's just not even then it, it further emphasizes for the watcher that Violet's a woman, not non-binary. Like even though right. it's someone who doesn't know her, it or no, well, I, mean, yeah, no. I think it's you know what? I think it's a fair if if we and I again no confidence as the show is actually gonna do this, but if say we actually do include a scene later that further like engages with her gender fluidity and how she is like cis passing i don't know if that's a word i know white passing is over is a word it's, yeah no 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 passing, passing is just enough you can just say passing well okay well she's passing so it's like okay let's engage with that i have no confidence that the show is actually gonna do it you know but if they wanted to if they were decent and actually cared about the this representation then maybe they should if they actually had a conversation about passing then and maybe like her having like a crisis of like I like I feel comfortable with this fluidity. I don't feel comfortable with this idea that I'm a woman. Yeah. But also everyone's assuming I'm a woman, so that's giving me a crisis because there are other people that don't have that luxury. And it's like that whole conversation. Well, it's not even a luxury. Like let's let's put it this way before you go further. It's not because it's it's a it's like I say luxury in terms of like because there is privilege that comes with that. No 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 no. You no, can't no, no, deny no, the privilege of that's, that's wrong. That's wrong. I'm cutting you off. Because the thing is, she passes a woman, but she doesn't consider herself a woman. And that's what I'm saying, though. It's like there is, but you're. This is what I'm saying. It's you. There's always a price that's going to be paid. They're going. They're causing her an internal crisis. Like I'm comparing this to white passing, where it's like I pass as white, so now constantly people are questioning my identity as a Latina. When suddenly, and it's this whole thing that causes a huge identity crisis in me. Huge, all these things, and it's like, but at the same time, I can't say that me, who's white passing, has no privilege when another Latina who is darker than me has has doesn't have that privilege. Like to deny that is also a problem. Well, then let's let's uh, I'm going to frame this for you, okay? Because there's a couple things about this trans and stuff this that I want to like touch on really quick. Because let's say I said you were white, like I just like I in some way there was a pronoun I could say that you're white, like that would make you uncomfortable, correct? Yes. Yes. So if I'm trying to let you make you understand that, like if. Captain, when Captain Moran calls Violet a woman, she knows that she's presenting as a woman. She knows that she passes as a woman. Just like I know that I'm presenting as I'm no, passing but as that white. Doesn't make, is what I'm that saying. doesn't make that like, doesn't make me white, and that doesn't make her a woman. No, and but that what, causes pain in her. Yes, and I'm saying what that, I'm saying that doesn't. I'm not saying that okay. is negated at all. That's not negated. That doesn't make her identity any less so because she's passing. Yes, what I'm saying I, is I just want to make sure because there's a couple like, words in there. I, I, I'm just making sure the point is across that's all no i'm not saying that and no, that's no, I know, never I know negated you're not i'm saying sure that there is when you do have when but when you pass suddenly people are going suddenly people are not say for instance let's see someone who's like a horrible person walking on the street trying to target someone who doesn't pass the person who passes has privilege because they can pass do you understand what i'm saying yeah and I, which is I, what I i'm saying that. so that's the privilege i'm talking about but i would love a scene where like um She's not gender fluid because I, I think she says she's not a boy or a girl. I think it one during the right, so she's non-binary. She's just non-binary. But I would love if there was a scene where we actually discuss this, or like we actually where she, maybe she's with Brion and she talks to him and like they're like I'm like not like I got killed by someone who thought I wasn't me essentially because like, that that's a big deal. Like that someone hurt her, kind of for like being someone that he like this person thought that she was someone else essentially than she was and they killed her kind of for that if that makes sense he killed her because she was a woman who was an easy target and he liked that and if she wasn't a woman she might think hey maybe he wouldn't have done that to me and that could have some real 
messed up, like, in, like, traumatic things for her in terms with her identity. Like, that's a real thing, I think. Right. And I don't know. I, I'm not sure. The, but I just don't think the show's going to do it. Is the thing? No, there's no way it is because there's just no time with how they con- they construct no, it. But I, I not just, even that. But I have no faith they they can actually have. This. I don't think they're even think this conversation we've had this entire last four minutes. Have. They've never had this conversation. No, and is I, what I I can a hundred percent believe. They've never had this talk about and, violence, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because like him saying woman is like the biggest sign to me that they're never going to touch on it again because right. if you knew the trans experience you'd know that that saying woman would be a thing to like talk about later it would be a thing for violet to discuss later because it's a very like obvious line in a very traumatic scene or should be traumatic but i mean they do it violet halo every episode like whatever but like th- that that would be a very obvious chance for you to discuss this thing and they're not going to do it yeah. i don't know it, it upsets me personally um I don't know if there's any other big quotes I want to pull out. We 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 talked more about that than I was expecting. Um, we saw Lena Luther for a second. I know I you like Lena Luther, right? Or is that someone else? Um, no, that's someone else. Okay. I don't I don't care about Lena Luther. People, I'll tell you what people like. People like the actress who plays Lena Luther on Supergirl, gotcha. which I can I, understand thinking, them liking that. But also as a character, I can care about Lena Luther. I think I'm thinking of Delaney. Um, also, there's this scene where uh, they kind of sexualize the youths at the at the uh, MetaHuman facility when Wendy goes, collars are for pets, and there's this shot of Eduardo looking at her kind of suggestively. And I didn't even catch that. It was kind of uncomfortable for me, but I might have just been reading into it a little too much. I'll give you that. I might be reading into it too much, but it was like, just the words were awkward because there are implications I mean, for yeah. collars and pets in the, in the, uh, in reference to women and stuff like that. There's, that's not a, I don't think that's a deep cut into stuff like that. Uh, I, sw- I swear, we're doing that thing with Tara and Deathstroke. I'm done. Can Oh my I'm god. Can, can we talk, like, it's just you and me here, Beatrice. Can we talk about why they're doing the Judas contract again? I, you're asking the wrong person, because I have that same question. Like, why? I why? forgot we that, that's were doing it. it. They should change it. They should change this to, instead of saying... Young Justice Outsiders, it's Young Justice. Why? Yeah. Why? So, like, all the other plot threads we've really talked about today, like, I, like, can rationalize my brain as being like, I'm okay with this. But this one, the Judas Contract, we've done this three different times in animation, and they were never, like, the best, Teen Titans is the only show to get it right, and they, and no show can do it that well again, because they changed it so much. Look, I... I disagree that no show will ever do that, do it that well again, because I'm a big believer that you can still take something and make it your own and still have a chance of it being good. Just because something's great doesn't mean you can't make something, I, reinterpret something to be great. But this, this show is not doing it. This show no. will not do that. This, I, I, this show will not do it. I, I, I'm just saying this because I think the source material is not a good place to be digging ideas from. And there's, and, Anything that vaguely looks like the Judas contract is going to always make me uncomfortable because because it's an uncomfortable story. Yeah, but it's not one I really think needs to be shown. <laughs> like, I mean, there's so many things that don't need to happen on the show, but are for some reason happening. My issue is that like they they don't have a lot. Like they have like this ability to show blood and death and sexual like just they can make sexual comments in this show. 
now because they're on DC Universe. That's rip. Um, but uh, they just use it for things that are not good. Like they have this freedom to sh- tell like darker stories and like go into people's trauma in a way they couldn't before, and they're not doing it. Like we could have a real discussion here about trauma or a real discussion here about the counseling of metahumans that are like dealing with all this stuff and they're choosing to just have like crass comments about sexualization of women and they and like just killing halo in really gross ways over and over again like it just yeah. feels like a missed opportunity in a lot i mean yeah that's most of it and it's like crazy how like now i'm thinking about it who's the best candidate like let's just take halo out of the equation because yep. let's just assume that they just only want to use her as a Test dummy. Yeah. Just someone who just continues. Let's Press take test. her out of the equation. Yeah. Let's just, who do we think, who is the best candidate when talking about trauma? Who of these new characters of Outsiders is the best candidate? It's definitely Violet. No, 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 no. Let's take Violet out oh, of the oh, equation. Oh, sorry, sorry. Taking out Violet. Um, Take out, let's just assume they're going to keep mistreating her. Take her out of the equation. Who is the Vic. one ca- character? I- I'd say either Vic or Brion. It depends on Vic? What- yeah. Vic? Yeah. He had trauma on him. He became something that he didn't ask for. He was saved when he didn't ask for it. He This is trauma and he's the one character that we see the least of in this show. In this in these past couple like these past 3 episodes. And it's like you had the audacity to give us a counselor scene without Victor? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like and here's the thing. A show does not have to be tonally dark. To be able to tackle these themes and tackle yeah. these 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 but, things, like for me, my thing, like this this show shows not only everything wrong with comic books and why it's so hard for people to get into them anymore because of all this like interconnectedness. It's also the pinnacle of what's wrong with DC. Yeah, when people say, "Oh, like DC is it's too gritty and too dark," this is the bad. Yeah, like it is. you can have. Dark, like, just look at the Dark Knight. Look at that Nolan franchise. Like, that entire movie franchise. It's, like, dark, totally dark, but it actually was well executed. Or or just, this, like, or look yeah. at, like I said, Teen Titan. That that was a dark arc, but the show wasn't, like, totally dark all the time. It was, like, a pretty peppy show most of the time. You can like, do these yeah. deep character beats and, and like, have these dark, in, in, like, in, implications to things that are happening while still without like all this stuff they're doing, but they just, they're adding these dark things just to be like gritty and that's it. That's it. That's it. And that is when people say like, Oh, this is so gritty. That's what they mean is this show. Because you ever have any doubts of like, what's the, why do people have issues with DC? It's like, this is the show to look. This is the problem. It's it's definitely like the game of Thrones effect where like people misunderstood the thing, the draw of game of Thrones, if that makes sense. Like they misunderstood what, what thing people liked. And they're like, Oh, people like that. Everyone dies all the time. I'm like, no, you missed the point. If you just think it's people dying all the time that people liked in game of Thrones. Like I have some problems with game of Thrones even early, but like it, that's not what drew people in. Trust me. (laughs) That's not really what it is. People will say that's what it is, but that's not really what it is. Like but, you know, at least like you know, Game of Thrones is a, is a series that has interweaving yeah. plots, long things. They have ca- a lot of characters, characters that come in that you may not even remember because of such a huge gap. But guess what? The core characters that we're supposed to care about, we know who they are. Yeah. We see them get developed. We know 
why we care about them, why they made the choices they do. Last season, notwithstanding, yeah, well, we let's, know let's why they make the Let's not get into that. The, we know the ch- why they make the choices that they make, and we we just we can pick which characters we like, which we don't, based on enough evidence of what the show has shown us. Yeah, uh, and we see these characters grow. And when so this show does not do that. This it, show just yeah. does not do that. It it um bets on the fact that you are going to recognize the S on Superboy's shirt. It bets on the fact that you are going to know who Beast Boy is. It bets on the fact that you're going to that you had seen the first two seasons where they spent the entirety of those two seasons on characters that are barely in this one. It's and they're like, "Oh, that's enough." So we don't, we don't need to we don't need to do the work. And by the way, the outsider team is basically a recalibration of the previous team. Like yep. all the characters, like you, Superboy is Brion. We have these parallels. You have um, the alien. You Ugh. have you have the the female. You, no, but it's even worse there. than that. Because like with that with those parallels, like that means Miss Martian is is like supposed to be a parallel for Violet, which is even more gross when you think about oh, it that no, way. Oh no, I thought Miss Martian was a parallel for the bug alien. No, no, I think that's what it is like on the surface but if you dig deeper like Brion Superboy with a relationship right. with this person like you're like oh right that's the actual yeah. close comparison if you like go that direction yeah 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 you're fair and it's you know it's just it just it feels like uh um um an off-brand version of the characters it that does. we actually care about but with that said like I think there's a lot here that they could be doing well because I think Forager is really endearing a lot of the times when they do use him right like I like Forager I like well, we um, barely see him I know and I like, um, I like Violet. Like, with, with how we've been talking about Violet, I've, it's not that I don't like Violet. I like Mist. I just like the way they're treating Violet with the writing. Like, I think Violet's great when she's not just being killed all the time. I like her. And I really like Vic. I think Vic has a lot of depth and I want to see it. But we spend almost all of our time with this new cast with Brione, which is just a plot thread we've done over and over again in Young Justice of this moody, angry metahuman. And it's like, we did it with Static. We did it with Arsenal. We did it with Superboy. It's like... I'm done with it. I want yeah. to just, I want to see, there's more forms of trauma than just angry white boys. Yep. And, but yep. that's what we're focusing on. And I'm not surprised in the slightest. Yeah. But in that said, there, that, that, that being said, I'm not saying their trauma isn't legitimate. I'm just saying if we have this form of television, like we have the chance to show different forms of trauma and different types of characters, let's not focus on the same ones over and over again. Yeah. That's like, and it's like, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I'm of the mindset of just do it well. And even if, if even if, okay, we're going to get the this, this straight white boy man pain. Do it well. Yeah. If that's what we're going to get. Fine. But, with that said, Fine. Do it did, well. They did Superboy well. Like Superboy was that, a- But that's season one. Yeah. I'm talking about this no, 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 season. No, 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 no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying like as an example, like Superboy was good. Just now that they're doing it bad, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, it's like, fine, you want to do it again? Fine. But yeah. do it well. But and Brian, Brion is just, he's grating. I, at, at, at times. The Brion lover has left. So yeah. we can, we can bash Brion all we want. <laughs> well, we shouldn't just bash constantly. And also. I mean, I'm not going to bash him. Like I, we've done, we, I've said my piece on him. But. Yeah, we did. Um, I think with that said, uh, I don't think there's real, I think we've covered everything. I think we put in some final thoughts there. Uh, I'm doing a quick read through my art outline. Is there anything you had that we haven't mentioned at this point? Yes. Um, Young Justice Outsiders is the Riverdale of the superhero genre. Okay. And if you know the, if you know what I mean when I say that, then I am so sorry. I'm in the same boat. 
I understand what you mean by that, but I have not watched Riverdale. I still understand what you, that comment you made, though. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, with that said, um, I guess that's it. Yep, I, I, I can't think of anything else to say because we, we went through all these episodes pretty, pretty deep in a pretty detailed way. Uh, we got a lot of your opinions. We got some of Dylan's opinions. And uh, yeah, I think it was, I, I enjoyed this conversation, Beatrice. And I ho- And I guess we'll just start. Oh. I have to wrap up, Beatrice. It's po- this podcast. Wrapping up, very, wrapping up is good. <laughs> yeah, wrapping up is good. No, but but wrapping up—that's what I was trying to do. But I realized we actually have a thing to say here because we don't just say, oh, "Hey, you. bye." We say, oh, yeah. "You can find out all the information at this on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to hear all of these rants, probably about different shows, including Young Justice, um, at overlyanimated.com/discord. You can support us via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Uh, if you made it this far through this through this podcast, you're probably someone who um, would enjoy being a patron because we have a lot of this content. If you like hearing Beatrice yell, uh, you probably would um, enjoy a lot of our podcasts. And um, thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Shin, a.k.a. Shin Geki no Kaijin. Uh, and thanks to our pet patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Uh, we have been doing podcasts on a lot of things right now. We, you've been doing fruit, Fruits Basket, right, Beatrice? Yes, yes, lots of Fruit Basket. We just did a podcast on Lion King a little bit ago. That was fun. The retrospective, the retros- not the, no, not new, the one. new one yet. We're going to talk about the new one, but the uh, when it when it comes out. But we did a retrospective on the old movie, the animated movie. Well, the old animated movie, but that's not a conversation for now. Um, and uh, I don't know if there's any other. I, I can't think of any other big things we're covering right now because it's kind of a dry spell other than Young Justice, I think. We had yeah. a couple of OKKO OK podcasts that came out as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.